Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah, Aqua. 
Yahweh would give grace, mercy, and glory. No good thing would he withhold from them that walk uprightly. You see, he said, he never holds them back from me if you walk in uprightly. He says, no good thing that you hold back from me. If you walk upright, 
Yahweh will hold no good thing from you. That's what he say. So now in First John, the right side of the book, 1 verse 6 says what? The book of First John, back of the book, chapter 1, verse 6. If we say that we walk, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You see that? But if we say we got fellowship with him and we walk in, and read that verse again. Before you read that verse again, I'm going to um, welcome Mother D of Israel. She said, listen, see, I'm going to come on the broadcast. I'm not coming to no reading, but I want to make sure I'm listening and keeping up with everything. So Mother D of Israel, she's loud and well and, and getting her strength back and all that great stuff. So she said, I'm going to be on the yeah, broadcast well. here because I know my responsibility is to make sure I hear everything going on. So Mother D of Israel, God bless you, left see right. Yaquah bless you, see Israel, see raw. Hallelujah, Aquah. Hallelujah, Aquah, that Mother of Israel. So that's a great thing. So Mother of Israel says that she's going to be listening and taking notes because she said, I know my responsibility. I got to lead by example. So I'm going to be listening and taking notes, and I'm going to be listening to the young lion and but Joe deliver the knockout blow. Then I'll give you my comment on it after the broadcast is over. And that's a great thing. That's responsibility. Of leadership. You always know what's going yeah, on. Because our business is Yahweh's business. So now, Yahweh said he'll hold nothing good from you if you walk upright. That's what he just said. He said, now, if you don't want me to hold nothing back from you, then make sure you walk upright. Now, read that verse again in two, and, and 1 John 2 6. He said, I, he, he said tell him. David, I'm going to hold nothing from you, but something you got to do. You got to walk upright. Then, uh, Brother Job, have me First John chapter 2, verse 22. Have that wait on me, Brother Job. So now, this is the man saying. He's saying, now listen, you don't want me to hold nothing back from you, then you walk upright. That what you do. Then I take it from there. Now to walk upright in with the four letter man, you gotta take it to the precept of first John chapter second John chapter two verse six. What is that a young line? Okay, second John chapter two verse six. It says second John chapter two verse six. Yeah. Second John, it only goes up to chapter, chapter one, verse one. six. Yeah, one. Six. Okay, chapter one. one six. First John, chapter one, verse six reads, If we say that we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness, we lie, and do not the truth. Mm-hmm. So we walking in darkness. But we saying, well, I'm having fellowship with him, but you walking in darkness. Then you're not telling the truth. Right. He said, I, I will pull nothing back from you if you're doing right. So if you're walking in darkness, 
If you're walking in darkness, then you're not saying the truth. I mean, you're not doing the truth. That was the man just said. That was plain to me. So now, if you say, well, I'm having a fellowship with him, but you're walking in darkness, you say, you're lying then. Because I'm going to tell you like this is. In the word of Yahweh from the fiction on the count, you got to have new growth in you. We got to see the new growth in you and how you take it from one le- level to the higher, another higher level. But if you're at a standstill and you ain't got no growth in you, then we know one thing, you lying. Because Yahweh said he will withhold nothing from you that's good if you walk upright. Now, a precept that walking upright is um, young line. Give me that verse. 
get through with all the conversation you're having in the background, then you say, hallelujah, I thought you know who we call you. You're ready to stretch out a bit. All right, but Joe. And that's why Mother Dear of Israel says, I'm coming to this broadcast. I'm just going to monitor the broadcast and see what's going on. I'm going to take notes because that was the final statement that was written that we read in Psalms 84. That was big. That was big talk. Yahweh said in verse 11, I hold nothing good from you if you walk upright. I mean, I hold nothing back from you. Now, either we believe him or we don't believe him. So, Brother Joe, when you read it again, Brother Joe, you say, Hallelujah, Yahweh, then we know we're going to bring you on to help out and assist in take number 102. And remember, Mother D of Israel said, I'm taking notes real good. I'm, I'm taking a look at this. The sheep and the flock and grand style. Oh, and Mother E is coming to the stage for take number one on two. Let me bring Mother E in there. We need another one of the mothers out of Camp One. Mother E, one of the mothers out of Camp One. Got what detail seen right. Yep, I bless you, see Israel. Hallelujah. All right, hallelujah. And you know, Mother Z. Most likely going to give a commentary a little bit later on the broadcast. So, we clear up. That, you know, that, that verse of there is a powerful verse. Matter of fact, come back and read that again because he says we missed that verse that you read in Psalms in the open part of the broadcast. So, would you read that again, Sir? Okay, young line. You read what you read? That was 84, 10 through 12. In the book of Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Ten dollar verse twelve. Take a deep breath. Uh, don't cut those C off there, uh, young lion. Take a deep, a deep breath. He might cut those C off and he might be having some more to say and he lose his train of thought. So now in Psalm eighty four there, young lion, can you up those C in the national order back to W C C. If they want to hear that verse again, uh, 84, 10 down to verse 12. Start again there, young line. Come on. The book of Psalms, chapter 84, verse 10 to verse 12. Psalms, chapter 84, verse 10, read. For a day in your court is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the temple of my Yahweh than to dwell in the tent. Of wickedness. Verse 11. For Yahweh, Yahweh is the son and shield. Yahweh will give great mercy and glory. No good thing would he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Verse 12 reads. Oh, Yahweh of hosts, blessed is the man or woman that trusts in you. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, he's saying, he said, the angel was sent from the son and the father to tell David put in writing. He said, Jay, you tell the Torah tribes of Israel at that time, I hold nothing back from you. But what you got to do, you got to walk upright. And we found out in, in 1 John, Second uh, John chapter 1, 6, walking upright to and all the good stuff means you're keeping the law, that's what you're coming at. Then Yahweh said, he'll kick in. See, that's the key to it. 
You want to know what would activate Yahweh to kick in. He just told you now. He said, I'm not going to hold nothing back from you if you walk upright. That's what you say. That's big confidence. So, Mother E, in 322, Mother E, let's start out exactly on the right side of the book in 1 John 322. Let's talk about that for a minute. And 322, Mother, let's find out some things in 1 John 322. What he says that he'll do is we follow what he got written in his Bible. What did he say he'll do? He's telling his beloved John and 322. What did tell Mother? 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Mm-hmm. So you see his eyes? He's listen. Now, Yahweh, I'll tell you, well, won't you ask me something? He said, now, if you keep my law, statutes, and commandments, knowing you're going to be tried. Now, Mother in Luke, Make it Mark chapter 4, Mother. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to pick up at verse number 13. And we're going to read down to verse 20. So now, this is where we come in at. And this is why Mother G of Israel said, I'm listening to this thing real carefully. See, this is where we got to come in at. Because we know one thing. Satan is busy. And Satan is, um, um, I need a precept. Young lion. What is Satan doing? Satan doing something. He's doing something. So you got to watch Satan doing something. And But you got to watch Satan at his best in the pages of the book. Now, in first Peter, there, young lion, chapter 5, see, we got to keep, this is how one time Taylor fixing on the count. You got to watch. From the page of the book, you catch a cookie in your neck trying to watch everybody. From now, you got to watch it from this book. Now, in First Peter five, young line, pick up at verse number one. Now we'll make a little meal out of this. In First Peter chapter one, I mean chapter five. We're going to read straight down to verse number 9. Take the time that y'all line, 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 down to verse 9. Let's, let's see if we examine all this good stuff we, we get ready to deal with. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 through 9. Y'all line, you're on the clock. Come on. Chief Speaker of the Nation of Israel, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 reads, The elders which are among you, I exhort, who, who am also an elder and a witness of the suffering of Yahweh the Son, and also of partaking of the glory and honor that should be revealed. Verse 2, Feed the flock of Yahweh which is among you, Taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for future lucre, 
but of a ready mind. Verse 3, neither as being Yahweh over Yahweh's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Verse 4, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown, a crown of honor that stayed not away. Verse 5, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. But Yahweh resisted the pride and give it great mercy to the humble. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of Yahweh, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, Satan, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9. Who resists steadfast in the faith, the covenant, nor that the same affliction are accomplished in your brethren there are in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, read verse 5 again in your line. Uh, verse 5. She, she speak of the nation of Israel, chapter 5, verse 5 reads, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For Yahweh resisted the pride, and give it great mercy to the humble. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, you youngers, you have to submit yourself unto the elders. That means you, 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 you cannot be, you cannot be, you cannot be puffed up. You youngers, submit yourself. There's a lot of things that the youngers don't know, but it's the elder's responsibility to be there to help you out. So, but first of all, you got, your fear got to be right to be received what the elder is kind of blame to you. So that's, that's the game changer with that. So you got to submit yourself to the elders. I mean, you can't so yeah, put yourself equal to the elders. You got to submit yourself to them. And that's the game yeah, changer with that. So I'm first in the, in, the, in the book of First Timothy 5, let's identify the elders there. You mind? Let's identify the elders. First Timothy 5. Verse 1 and 2. Let's identify the L. 5, 1 and 2. We're going to 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 1 read, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger man as brethren. Verse 2. The elder woman as mother, the youngest as sister. With all purity. Mm. So what he's saying, do not correct. Do not try to correct elders. Do not correct them. The one that's in leadership position, do not correct them. Now, if something that you don't know and don't have an understanding to, you know, you get their attention and pull them to, the, and they'll pull you to the side and show you exactly. But don't try to correct 
if we do not understand some things, he got order about how he wants to be presented. Stay in order, guess what? Want no good thing that hell and righteousness will be held from us. That means we will, we will receive some good stuff because when you know you're really on point, this is the spirit you have, Mother, Mother Eve, and Daniel 6, verse 3. See, this is when you know when you're on point. When you know the ones that communicate with you, if they're on point, this is the way they're going to communicate. That's why we say watch everybody from the page of the book. See, do they line up with the book? Judge them by appearance. Make sure whoever stands before you, they lines up with this book. And anybody standing before you got to have a Daniel 6, verse 3. What is that? Hey, Molly, hey, Molly, what is that in Daniel 6, verse 3? Look at Daniel, chapter 6, verse 3. In this Daniel, the perfect, a book, the president, and princess, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king sought to set him over the whole realm. So, see, when you carry the word of Yahweh, according to Daniel 6, verse 3, what kind of spirit would be if you own something, if you own something in Yahweh's word, and your spirit is right, what kind of spirit would you have that Jeff would be communicating with you according to Daniel 6, verse 3? What kind of spirit do you have, Mother? Excellent. Uh, excellent spirit. And see, that's what you got to notice, Sister how they present themselves. <laughs> if they present themselves with an excellent spirit, now give me a precept on that. Give me Proverbs 15, verse 1. Then the middle spirit will kick in and say, now, hey, Sarah, put a precept with that. Okay, let's see what he said in 15 verse 1, mother. you got to have an excellent spirit with you, and let's see what he says in 15 verse 1 of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1. Proverbs chapter 15. Verse 1. A soft, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stirs up anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that Bible do it, Mother? Yeah. So you see the point. If you got an extra spirit on you, then if something you don't understand how you present yourself outward, what kind of spirit you got to have outward, something you don't understand? Uh, and, and the same thing, have to come back with those kind of explain it. According to 15 verse 1, Mother, can you help the national audience out? Because this message is for somebody around the world. Because there's no accident on what we're going on because we've done it spirit-led. So now read that verse again, but for Mother, a little more audio, you kind of low on that one. Read that again. Because like I keep saying, we have to watch everybody that come into ministry 
and all six camps from the Bible. Not appearing uh, what they say. We got to watch. We got to know what to look for. They're coming in a presentation. And their presentation should be at 15 verse 1. Read again, that mother. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1. A soft, word, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a grievous word turns of anger. You see that? And, and when that's going on, what is Yahweh doing it? And what is the Almighty is doing in verse 3? <laughs> the eyes of the Yahweh are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. I hate that stuff. Yeah, that mother is. So Yahweh is watching the evil and he's watching the good. See, that's the point we're making. Yahweh is watching the evil and he's watching the good. So that's technically talking yeah, mother. So remember, <laughs> when somebody's trying to explain something to you, they have to be explaining something to you according to 15 verse 1. Now, 15 verse 1 is telling us something. Why is the man in the world saying that? But not only that, in verse 3, because we found out one thing, that the Almighty Yahweh is watching the good, the evil, and the good. So Yahweh is sitting there having his eyes to look at the, the whole situation. And he made us claim, what did he say again, uh, uh, Brother Titus, what, what did he say that he'll do if we found him in Psalm 84, verse 11, 12? What did he say that he'll do? The book of Psalms, chapter 84, verse 11, and verse 12. Psalms 84, verse 11 reads, For Yahweh, Yahweh is the son, and shit. Yahweh will give grace, mercy, and glory, honor. No good things will he behold from there that walk uprightly. Verse 12. O Yahweh of hosts, blessed is the man or woman that trusts in you. You see that? That's big talk again. Say, man, you know, Yahweh is telling, he's telling, he's telling David and he's telling Solomon, if they walk right, talk right, according to what I got written in my Bible, I will hold nothing back from them that's good. I hold nothing back from them. See? And here we read in, First John three twenty two. He said, "Now, since you walking upright, you taking care of me." Then he said, "Listen, ask me something. Because I'm, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and just say, Yahweh, why?" He said, "Now ask me something." So now we know how to watch from the six anointed camps: those that's in leadership, and those that's members and everything. If you watch everybody from the page of the book, you can tell. From understanding the lesson, that if a person is teaching, if his spirit ain't right, you know one thing. You ain't lying with the Bible. Your spirit ain't right. Mm-hmm. Because young wives watching the evil and the good, according to Proverbs 15, verse 3. And we found in 15, verse 1, a soft answer turn away wrath. 
But grievous words serve up anger. So when you catch a person get all angry, get all excited and stuff like that, see you already know. Oh, wow. That spirit ain't come from Yahweh. That spirit come from Satan the devil. Satan got it got in your night. See? There is a devil. And you ain't got to do nothing but stay in the book. Oh. That Satan got into this. How you know that? Because you got the blueprint on what to look for. Those that stand before you got to have an excellent spirit according to Daniel 6, verse 3. Your spirit got to be an excellent spirit, and you got to know how to take care of this business and just say it's Yahweh's word. And so he takes a deep breath and deliver your part because Yahweh is watching the evil and he's watching the good. Now, mother, now give me that mark. Now I need that mark. Now, mother. And we see daughter Yahweh coming on stage with one in the behind that. So now, mother, in Mark chapter 4, pick it up at verse number. So that's what we, like we said. In the word of Yahweh, it's supposed to be where you always increase, increase. Because he said he'll hold nothing good from you. Otherwise, you keep. Add no more to you, more to you. The more you ask for, the more he'll give you. And we'll tell by you how you communicate through the page of the book. We're going to tell how we feel so we'll, we'll understand your increase. We'll know that you're doing Bible or you're doing just doing just there. He'll tell everything. How we know on the page of the book. Now, Mother, and now Yahweh called 12 followers, called disciples, and he's going to have a, a conversation with them, Mother. Let's find out what he got going on in Mark chapter 4, and we'll pick it up at verse 13. Let's find out. Let's read a little bit, Mother, see what we got going on. Let's start at verse 13. we just read a little bit until we get our point. Mark chapter My 4, pick up verse 13. Let's say that, Mark chapter 4, verse 13 to 20. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk over that. Come on. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? 14. The sower sows. The sower sows the word. 15. And these are they by the way side where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their mind. 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground who when the when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, verse 17, and have, and have not root in themselves, and so endure it but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arise, for the word say, immediately they are offended. Mm-hmm. 
And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Verse 19. And the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, entering in, choked the word, Choke. it became unstupid. Verse 20. Pardon me? And it be, become it, become it. Okay. Wait a And the lust of the lust of the other things in China in common and chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. Verse twenty. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring it forth through. Psalm 34 and Psalm 60 and Psalm 100. Now, 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 look, now look where you're learning all the way you're learning something. That was big talk you have, mother. So now, that's why, you know, like Mother D.F. Israel said, she said, see, I'll get going on. I'm going to be on the broadcast. But I just want to monitor the broadcast and see how much growth in the broadcast. See if any the growth part. But what if we don't find out on the way that's are going on? So now, now that's big talk you just got to read that, mother. But look, I, it's a verse I want to look at again, mother. And the book of Mark, chapter 4, you made a, you read up a found verse. And this is how you got to watch things. Read verse um, 16 and 17. Read verse 16 and 17 again, mother. 16 and 17. The book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 16 and verse 17. And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground. Hmm. When they have heard the word immediately, immediately they see it will glad, 17, and have no root in themselves, and so endure it for, for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arise for the word, they immediately say, uh, okay. You see that, mother? Now look at that. You see what we going to Immediately when, immediately when they, you can tell what spirit they own because immediately they'll get offended. Wait a minute. What you get offended about? Correction? I understand. Now look what it says in verse 20. Now look what it says in verse 20, mother. Mark chapter 4, verse 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring it forth through. Psalm 34 
and some sixty, and some a hundred. So now you got two types of spirits to watch for in a six and on account. You got two types of spirits. If you see a spirit that comes fly back at you, then you know where that spirit is coming from. They tell why they learning have been on stony ground. But you got another kind of spirit that they learn it on good ground, they'll receive that word and they'll get happy and they get happy and then Yahweh will give them the increase. And they'll bring forth fruit. Thirty fold, some bring sixty, hundred. So you have to watch this kind of spirit when you correcting somebody or you showing somebody something. You gotta watch and see which way they'll take it if you show what the Bible saying. Now, if they take it according to verse 20, then you know you can proceed on. But if they take it according to uh, verse 16 and 17 and fly all up at the handle, then you know right then and there. Uh, I'm not afraid I'm got into this. So you have to know, but you got to be able to watch all that from the page of the book. Because when you correct, the teachers, the elders, or whatever, when you correct, they fall receive the spirit and take the correction. But if they fly all off at the handle behind it, then you know one thing. Something mm-hmm. else helps enter into that. So you'll know that by understanding the Bible. See, the greatest piece of literature is this Bible. you got to watch everybody from the page of the book. Because guess what? Guess who's watching you? Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3. Let's see who's watching you. See, you just think it, it, it only go one way. But Mother, read 15, verse 3. Let's show you who's watching you. Proverbs 15, verse 3. Book of Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3. See, the eyes of the Yahweh are in every place. Beholding the evil and the good. So, so Yahweh is watching the good and he's watching the evil. So Yahweh is watching everything. Verse 18, right. verse 18. Proverbs 15, 18. 18. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight. The rascal, uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. A rascal man stirs up strife, but he that is slow to anger, appeases it, it fears that thing. Read that again, mother. Read that again. Not, not, not. I, I can see Mo D up here. He just grinning ear to ear behind that. See, this is what we kind of we kind of say. This mm-hmm. is how leadership got to respond back to anything on the table and fixing on the count. You got to know the Bible scriptures. The Bible scriptures show you exactly how those that come among you supposed to respond to anything they say. And the same token, those in leadership got to recognize one thing. Guess what? The almighty Yahweh angels is watching you and making sure if you ain't right, he's going to get you. 
And how you know when it gets you? You'll start feeling pain you can't explain. But if you still feeling feeling pretty good and no good thing will tell from you, then you know you're on track. But all of a sudden you start getting ankle pain, knee pain, back pain, all kind of problems, then you got that thought out what's going on. Because Jacques Law said, read it again, Brother Titus again, read it again in um, 84 verse number 11 again, read 84 11, what he said he'll do, he took the angel down to tell David to put it right. He said, this is what I'm going to do if, if you line up with my book. This is what I'm going to do in 84 verse number 11. What did he say that, young man? Book of Psalms, chapter 84, verse 11 reads, For Yahweh, Yahweh is the son and shield. Yahweh will give great mercy and glory, honor. No good things would he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Mm-hmm. 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 That's big talk. That's great big talk. He ain't going to hold nothing back from you. Now, Mother, make it plain in, in Mark 4, 2 and 3. Book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 23. Mark, chapter 4, verse 23. Okay. If any man have ear to hear, let him hear. No fear on that. If you got ears to hear, let him hear. That's big comfort there. Don't see me bringing the daughter. I hear old daughter Yahweh. You see, look here, I want I, I got a, a couple more days off or whatever. I, I, I like hollering at the microphone. Let me see now hollering at the microphone a little bit more. Let me see the daughter Yahweh. Daughter Yahweh. Yahweh, be your seed right. Yahweh, bless you, seal Israel, seed royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Seal Israel of seed royal. That's why I said seal of Fear of evil. Fear of Israel, Now, daughter. Now, daughter, help those see out there, daughter. Now, we want to go, and we want to preach some time where all that's coming from. He says, he says, he'll hold nothing from you if you do right. Now, yeah, yeah. He said, you, but you got to be doing right. He said, he'll hold nothing from you. So sometimes he might be having some problems in your body, and he'll he'll send a message to you, show you how to start straighten up your body. When you're doing right, he'll send a message to you, and you got to use to receive it. You might have problems with your body. You might be always got to go see Doc Cook. Then once you on the right track with Yahweh, he'll send you a word. He'll send you a word. Tell you, he'll send you a word. And one seven verse twenty. Now the angel coming down on the daughter Yahweh. No, now the angel coming down again today. <laughs> now, he's coming down in one seven verse twenty to tell David put this in right. So we found out one thing. He don't hold nothing that you do right. If you do right, he said, I'm not gonna hold nothing good but you might need a, a blessing in your body. He said, I'm not gonna hold it back from you. But you got to make sure you reach my acquaintance to receive this good.
The True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Live, Radio, top part of the Sabbath day. Worldwide, international radio broadcast, top part of the Sabbath day. Is now on the air. I'll be your host for the top part of the Sabbath day, but we do know one thing. Uh, all the rest of the camps, they've been ready to go. And now, Camp One ready to go. So we live, live, live at Camp Number One. Camp Two out in Springfield ready to go. Camp three out there in Kankakee, ready to go. Camp four out there in Detroit, Michigan. Camp five, Baltimore, Maryland. Camp six, South Carolina. Everybody ready to go. So if you within 70 miles, get in where you fit in at. Got it? Good. Yeah. So we live, 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 and now we're going to get something going on. A, a, a young line turning ill down just a little bit. Uh, I'm on the camera. Mess up old seals, train of thought. All right, hallelujah. Wow. So, talk about this Sabbath day. And remember one thing. Can't nothing clean come out of something unclean. Now you now you clear that the origin of December twenty fifth it came by distress of the children of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, and one hundred and forty five B.C. That's when the children of Israel lost their land and their temple in one forty five B.C. That is written in the, in the book that was taken out from the Catholic Church. 
called the Protestants that broke away from the Catholic Church. Remember, they're taking away some good stuff from you. So now when they took over Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon in the southern kingdom, they brought their own program in. Their program was fogging, a lot of rioting, doing everything contrary to the Bible. So, so now we should be clear to be able to entertain with our loved ones that December 25th, all you got to do is find your book called The Book of Maccabees. And once you find the first book of Maccabees, you just go and look at first book of Maccabees, chapter 1, and you can read the story exactly what happened on December 25th, 1945 B.C. 145 B.C., that's what happened. You got it? Good. So now, Yahweh let them stay in business. Hallelujah. They let them stay in business for three years. So in 148 B.C., 148 B.C., he sent in the hand of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon three years later on the same, on that self-same day to take back over control of the temple and the land. So they said in the fourth chapter of the same book, after they got control of the land, again, from Esau and his five sons. They said in the fourth chapter exactly what they're going to do in the fourth chapter. They said in, in the fourth chapter of the book of Maccabees, this what they said. We'll tell you the verse we just paraphrase what they said. They said, now we got our temple back now from Esau and his five sons. And 52 down to verse 59. And what we're going to do, we're going to have a celebration on that. We're going to celebrate getting our temple back from Esau and his five sons on the self-same day of December 25th, 148 B.C. So three years later, they said, what we're going to do, and we're going to keep this as a feast day for eight days. So we're going to keep this day for eight days, this feast, for eight Long day. Well, really a short day called a celebration. So now, so now, when you do December 25th this year, are you going to be doing the regaining of the temple? Because one, somebody came in in St. John chapter 10, verse 22 and 23, and that's the feast he went to. So that feast was ordained by the almighty Yahweh's son. And not only that, he came and kept it himself in St. John. So when you go read St. John chapter 10, verse 22 and 23, and you read that the son kept the feast of dedication, and then you look at your book and the 66 books and don't see it, you just start from speculating everything. But when you got your book, that was taken away from you, you know, he's celebrating the children of Israel regaining 
the temple and the land back from Esau and five sons. That is the true meaning of December 25th. So don't let your preacher fool you no more about Christmas, December 25th. That is a celebration for the children of Israel regaining the land back. You got it? Good. All right, so now, properly, you will do the research on that. Because when you catch your, your sisters, your cousins, and aunties go out there buying Christmas presents and holiday Merry Christmas, you have to be able to show them soundly that the December 25th, they got nothing to do with no Merry Christmas. It got something to do with the celebration of children of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, and Levite, taking back their possession, their land, and their temple. That is the true meaning of December 25th, and that feast must be kept for eight days of celebration. Again, when you read about all the lights and stuff like that, in 457, it tell you they had gold outside of the door. See, they had gold everywhere. They were celebrating big time. So now, yourself and help your loved one. December 25th, it got nothing to do with Merry Christmas. It got something to do with you. If you're a bloodline Israelite from the Torah tribes, regaining your temple site back. You got it? Good. All right, so we're going like, to leave that like it is. And we live at Camp 1, and, and we're going to see, can Sister Sarah look right down at that um, Matthew chapter 10 and 19 and holler in the microphone for those here and see what we got in Matthew 10 and 19. And we are um, going live now. We're going live on the top part of the Sabbath day. We're going live. So in 1019 now, Sister Sarah, look, look, at, look at that verse real carefully. And, and hollering that microphone in 
But uh, I'm struggling right now. And and he said something. That, uh, I hear a young line in the background. Paul said something. And he said something, but I'm I'm struggling big time. So it, so now um yeah I guess you're right, young line. You're right, fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we try that see what happens. So in fourteen verse one, sister Sarah, we take we we take a look at fourteen verse one. Let's see what we can get out of fourteen. Let's read a little bit till we get our point. So we're gonna we're gonna take a look at something on the way of taking a look at something. Uh, first Corinthians. Yeah, we're going to we'll take a look at something on the way of taking a look at something. Uh, 14, and pick it up at verse number Words, which it is 
not lawful for a man to us. So you heard unspeakable words that it's unlawful for man to us. Um, I wonder if I'm still, I'm still alive, but, but um, I'm still alive. Let me check and see if I'm still alive there. You know what I mean? No, we got one. I'm still alive. one you unlock the regular phone right here? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this is Elder Mr. Tibbs. We're currently online and live, live right now. Uh, you're all being heard uh, online. You're all active. The word of Yaqwa is going out there. And we can tell that Satan has the crafty instruments of, de- of deception in land right now. And this is what causes everything to be astray. Remember, it's the things that don't happen right, which is the non-righteous job to lead you astray. Like the guy I said who was the alien man. We even changed the Bible scriptures around to make them seem like it's aliens from outer space. Well, these are lost and confused people. But, you know, our job is 
to help guide you through these dark times of people with loud bumper gums for righteous learning and Christianity. The elder's job is to help lead you in the right direction because that road to righteousness is very narrow, as it tells you in the book of Matthews. There's too much leeway to go either left or right. This is the reason why we welcome and thank all of you for attending a live broadcast of Dalkwa's ministry. And we're actually given a little time here for everything to get together in the background of uh, the temple. Because as we are limited with time, Dalkwa's time is forever. Ours is very limited. And one man can only do 100% of that which he can do. And that, even if he's permitted. This is the reason why we welcome and thank everybody for attending a live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's word. Connecting the books, your health, foods you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, and help keeping this broadcast online. We do all this because you have not. And it's the information that you came to seek, and you have now found that in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah. We open unto you on the normal days, not Sabbath days, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those normal days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. That current time starts at 7.30 to 10.30, and that's today. The bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address, and to use this on any search engine, or any one of your smart devices, enter tribeyada.com. After you click on it, once again, look for tribeyada.com, dash Israelites. Doing this will take you to a big lion where you will see some choices, one being tires and offers. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. However, any other device, you might see menu, but after clicking this, you'll still see the choices. Choose tithes and offerings, and doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto Yahweh, and to the people. Give unto Yahweh, glory and strength. 8. Give unto Yahweh, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering, and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And this is the right thing to do. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures we mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing your dossiers Yahweh alive. Also for building the school which is very well needed for all around the board teaching in the temple, outside the temple, those 
preachers that teach bad Bible lessons, we do need that school. Also a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. And while you're there, don't forget to check our calendar, which will help help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which is available during our broadcast time. And to get there, type in three words, Yahweh Radio Live. And after click enter, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of Yahweh. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with Yahweh in mind. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This will be our international phone number. This is where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six or nine camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trained to teach. I'll have to remind you, you only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling this number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder with the Cigar Man, Amson Minion Amos, and even in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints, and also, that's besides setting up our program before it starts. That's a lot of work and even difficult to explain. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you're called trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging doubt tone. Now, for those of you who have missed the beginning of our program, you can catch the entire show that's today after 10.30 p.m. To do that, just enter three words on your search line. Yahweh Radio Live. After clicking it, look for Voices in the True Israelites. Just choose the program that you were late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. And also, during our normal broadcast, broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Caltalk when we get it up and running. But also, it can be logged in by your phone, tablet, your computer, even now on your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Talk app. When you get there, we'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yadda. Our room will hold 50 or more listening participants where Yahweh's Word will be working for your Bible education. And online there to answer the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Initiatives Israel, along with Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. During this time, no comments will be taken off topic, or any more than two text questions answered at a time. 
and the broad talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on broad talk. But a continuing note that I usually always give, that when we're given scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So doing this, we have to remember to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, but make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. As we're given a reminder of that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. 33 says, For Yahweh is not the author of confusion, but of peace in all churches and covenants of the saints. Because when we do this, and voices of the true Israelites, we keep the scriptures in mind. But when you find those trying to win that bump the gums contest, which you're running to all the time, they're the ones that miss all of Yahweh's glory, which is said unto them. Because here, we rehearse the righteous act to learn the words of Yahweh, as we're given that reminder in St. John chapter 14, verse 26. 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the righteous spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things unto your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And that's true, because when you do the words of Yahweh, and you true to his name, he will give you that remembrance to things that you try to accomplish in life, to information that you try to pass to people. This it's really a good thing when you learn that. Because we're told in the book of Sharak, chapter 11, verse 8, it says, Answer not what I've heard the cause, neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people can't rehearse the righteous act, because they're too busy arguing the biblical fact. So we're also told, in Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 13, another reminder. It says, he or she that answers the matter before she or she hears it is folly. Shame unto him or her. So you find today is another day for the word of Yahweh. Nothing is rehearsed. Nothing is changed except the number of people that came to hear the word of Yahweh and those that commend it only added to those casting the same word we hear behind their back. They want to hear their favorite verses in the Bible, even taking those verses meaning another way. Oh, and don't forget the noisemakers in the background, the complainers, and the deceptive listener. That's the one that's flipping the pages in the Bible. Look like he's paying attention, but when he's asked to speak, he's completely lost. They have clearly forgotten there were only one man or one woman. And time is not in our favor, but the best is yet to come. Because as I said earlier, you can only do 100% of what one man or one woman that was Jacques Wally created to do in this life. And I said before, if that's all possible, if anyone ever says they've done even 101%, they just lie. Now they're doing the work of another. And that's past Yahweh's creation. Now, that's impossible. And also, don't forget what even Yahweh the Son has said 
about the impossible. God brought his son who gave us a reminder in the book of Matthews, chapter 19, verse 26. 26 says, But Yahweh's son beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with Yahweh all things are possible. So when you think you know and you don't know, don't be like the man in the chariot. Oh, we were told about him in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 30 to 32. So when you read that, you'll find out that you get answers. Because in verse number 30, it says, And Philip ran tethered to him, and heard him read the Proverbs he has Elias, and said, You understand what you read? 31. And he says, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired that Philip would get up and sit with him. 32. And in the place which he was read was this. He was led like a sheep to slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his shears. So he opened up not his mouth. And that's the reason why we say, have big ears and little mouth. And you're given that reminder in the book of Sharak, chapter 11, verse number 8. It's a written reminder. So we can pass our program back over to our seer Israel, and hopefully we've ran our gums long enough so that they can get everything together on the talking end. Hallelujah. All right, Elder, you're the blessing, no doubt about it. Hallelujah, Father. Elder, Mr. Taylor, one of the elders out of Camp 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Good enough. All right, Elder. So, uh, we're just going to get back on a couple of things. And we're just going to get them out of the way. That's what we're going to do. You know, the top part of seven day, all six locations ready to go. International line is 224-600-5579. Call for details where you're at, get in where you've been in it. But there's something Paul was saying. Paul said something. And if you actually appreciate what's going on, it be all over the place. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, what do we say is, in verse number two. I love to hear what a pastor says behind his radio. 14, first Corinthians 14, 2. Okay. No. So you want to go to 2 Corinthians 12? Okay. Let's get out. Here all over the place. Verse 1. I'm looking for one specific word that he heard something. Make that second Corinthians 12. Thank you, that young man. Get an old sit out. What do you think? Um, I'm looking for a statement, and it's in verse 4. Read that verse 4. 12, verse 4. Going to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 4, reads, How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. So he heard some unspeakable words. So he heard some unspeakable words. Now, if we only just use the six and six books, and just like the day of dedication, the feast of dedication, we, we got to get on what 
what's going on, and when we guess, we're going to guess wrong every time. So what unspeakable words did he hear? You're not going to find it in the 66 books <laughs> about the unspeakable words that he heard. Now, you know, we know we believe Paul anyway, because Paul tell you exactly who he is, and he was um, Galatians 1, 15 and 16, he gave you his resume. What do you say in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16? He, he, Paul, Paul puts out his resume. Let's see what his resume says in first front. First of in Galatians. Galatians, yes. Thank you. 1, 15 and 16. Thank you. No, you're all right. Going to the book of Galatians, uh-huh. chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. 15 reads. But when it pleased Yahweh, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his honor, 16, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the 17 nations, immediately I confirmed not with flesh and blood. He said, he said, he said, I was to teach the other nations. I was raised from the womb to teach the other nation. It pleased the Father to separate me. So in his mother's womb, he was already ordained to take care of his business. So Paul was teaching. The resume of Paul, he was ordained to take care of his business. What he's doing right now. That's like Jeremiah was ordained to take care of the business in, in Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5. You know, you got some ordained to take care of certain business. You know? And once you understand he was ordained to take care of some business, but Paul tried to get out of this business or taking care of y'all father's business. He tried to run. And so now that's why we bring in called the vision of Paul. Now, your preacher said, well, that's not in the 66 book. Well, we know it, but we know Paul is, Paul is what everybody reads, right? But Paul also read a book that didn't get in canon either, called his vision of Paul. So, so if you ain't going to take Paul here, you don't take Paul when you do read it and misquote him over in the 10th chapter only. So you, if you take Paul, you don't take Paul, see? Now, Paul, the angel has to beat old Paul to get straight. So we're going to find out what Paul says in the vision of Paul. And let, let you know he was raised from the womb to take care of some business. Now we're going to find out in the vision of Paul exactly what was Paul raised to do and talk about. In the vision of Paul, chapter 3. And five, and it's a pretty good, pretty interesting conversation, but it will fit the tone for what we're trying to get to by understanding something by going to the vision of Paul. Most people can go on a, you know, those that computer with, just put it in your phone or your computer, your side computer, the vision of Paul, and you keep up with chapter three, four, and five. Verses 3, 4, and 5, or chapter 3, 4, and 5, whatever way you come up. So we give you a chance to 
go in your computer and put in the vision of Paul, chapter 3, 4 and 5. And listen to Sister Sarah bring, bring it on out. And let's see what we get out of it after we hear it real good. Vision of Paul, verse 3, 4 and 5, what it says to Sarah. Going to the book of the vision of Paul, chapter 3. Read in verse 3, 4, and 5. 3 reads, While I was in the body in which I was snatched up to the third heaven, the word of the Yahweh came to me saying, Speak to the people. Until when will you transgress? Wait a minute, hold that point. He was caught you to what? Third heaven. Wait a minute, what did you say over here in... Um well, what did you say this third heaven is that again? We just have to read it. In second Corinthians. Uh-huh. We just have to read um, what he called the third heaven. What verse is that again? Second Corinthians 12, chapter, uh, verse 2. What is what, 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 do you, what do you call the third heaven? Sin upon sin, and tempt the Yahweh who made you. 
You are the sons of the Yahweh, doing the works of the devil. In the faith of Yahweh, on account of the impediments of the world. Remember, therefore, and know that while every creature serves Yahweh, the human race alone sins. But it reigned over every creature and sin more than all nations. Four, for indeed the sun, the great light, often addressed the Yahweh saying, Yahweh, Yahweh Almighty, I look out upon the, impet- the impetities and injustice of men. Permit me and I shall do unto them what are my powers that they may know that you are Yahweh alone. And there came a voice saying to him, I know all these things, for my eyes see and ears hear, but my patience bear them. Who's that talking to you, Yahweh? Who's that talking to you? Yahweh the Father. No, who's that talking to him? Go back and read that verse again. Who's that talking to him? Verse 4. For indeed the sun, the great light, often addressed the Yahweh saying. So, so who, who, who they talking to Yahweh? The son of Yahweh. No, no, the edge, that edge you, that they have been there, that great big thing that's made. Oh, so the Yahweh, real sun. So Yahweh, he, he got control over elements. You know, it was, a, it was an old time ago a record made that walls can talk. Yeah, Yahweh can have a wall talk to him. Nothing, nothing can be hid from the Almighty. Walls talk, doors talk, everything talks to Yahweh. It's nothing you can do to hide yourself from Yahweh. So whatever element you standing on, you can have that talk to him. So he has the S-U-N that shines over the earth. The son is saying to Yahweh, you know, I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I see what they're doing. Yeah. He said, now, if, if, if it's all right with you, can I, can I put a whooping on That's what he's talking about right now. That's the son I'm talking about right now. See, every element, see, everything you do. Matter of fact, let me get a priest up on that. We'll put a mark on that for seven. Give me a precept for this. Give me the regular book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, the last two verses. 13 and 14. I want to get a precept on this. <laughs> let you know, if all one you hide from is flesh. You ain't hiding from Yahweh on nothing you're doing. Everything you do, look at look, look they, I mean, Solomon the right. In Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. What do you say? Going to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, reading verse 13 and verse 14. 13 reads, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear Yahweh and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. 14. For Yahweh shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He's going to bring every work 
into judgment. Whether it be good or whether it be evil. So when we go to the Christian churches, they tell us we ain't got to do no work. He has done it all for us. We are by the grace. We ain't got to do no work now. All we got to do is believe on our Lord Jesus Christ. See that? But that's contrary to what he, what he, the wisest man in the world was told. He's going to bring every work into judgment. Every work. So that means work still exists today. Don't it exist on the paycheck? Yes. Get a paycheck, you got to do some work. You got to go pump the clock. Get a paycheck. But right now, for your salvation, you ain't got to do no work. All you got to do is believe on our Lord Jesus Christ. See that? So something, something's wrong with this picture. You know what's wrong with this picture? The wrong people have been teaching you. It's time for you to step out and teach and help those that want to know the truth. You're going to be judged according to your works. Now, the fact, we can go all the way to the, the judgment day. In the 21st chapter of Revelation, we can go and read verse 13 and 14. We can just do a precept on it. You're going to be judged not high on grace. You're going to be judged by him according to, according to the book of Revelation. Let's see what I want. You're going to be judged according to verse number 12 and 13, the 20 chapter, 2 0, verse number 12 and 13. Let me show you how you're going to be judged. So now, when you go on that wrong day tomorrow, I mean the wrong day Sunday, and you know that you read end time prophecy according to 117 through 19. And your preacher sit there and tell you, you ain't got to do no works because our Lord Jesus Christ has done it all for us. All we got to do is believe on him and, and confess that he's Jesus, our Lord. That's contrary to the Bible if we, if we do any kind of reading. Here's judgment day right here. Revelation 20, verse 12 and 13. Listen to this. Going to the book of Revelation, chapter 20. Reading verse 12 and 13. Verse 12 reads, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before Yahweh, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead was judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their work. Good. Now, you let, a, you, you let a preacher tell you you ain't got to do no work, and we find out that you got to do work because you'll be judged according to your work. And if it, and not, if it don't come out right, look what will happen in verse 14. Now, if it don't come in your favor, Look what happened in verse 14. 14. And 
and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Fifteen. Fifteen. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You see that? So, you know, I'd have to be a fly on the wall when you show your path to any of these verses. Any of them. You're going to be judged <laughs> according to your work. So if you ain't got no work in, you ain't got nothing coming. So you ain't got no work in, according to John Wright, according to 117 through 19, you're going into the back. Huh? I mean, if that pastor or your relatives is what you're going into the back because they want to go. There ain't going to be nothing nice in that back. And so, see, another thing about that back, this is on that subject matter about the back. And you should not bring it over in for a minute. Hey, yo, you need to pull up that track in Ezra 9, verse 7, buddy. Second Ezra 9, verse 7. Second Ezra 9, verse 7, El. Because then what I'm going to do is have Sister Sarah look at the vision of Paul and you have him do this shit. So, but I want to hail the stage up because we think when you even go to funerals, you, you might be a close to one too. Your pastor tell you, well, they, paint, they ain't painting no more. They not in heaven with our Lord Jesus Christ. So you better get yourself together now because you ain't got a pop of them. Because they even told me they don't need it. See? And that gave you relief, right? But I'm going to find out something. And 2nd Ezra, 9 verse 7 says what? What do the fear of the angels talk to and tell them, put this in right? What do you say to the 9 verse 7? What do you say? In the book Yo. of 2nd Ezra. In the book of Second Ezra, chapter 9, verse number 7. 7 says, And everyone that shall be saved and shall be able to escape by his works and by faith, whereby ye have believed. So, it according to the angel telling the seer, all the way you won't escape from this whooping, According to 9, verse 7, is according to your works. He's telling the people right. Only way you'll get up out of this from not getting this whooping, you got to be, got to have some works. But you go to the Christian church and say, you, you ain't got to do no works. It's believe on our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here comes Yahweh in the flood, elder, in Matthew 15. Here he comes in the body. Let's see that he deviates from anything he says in Matthews. Let's see what he deviates from anything he says in the book of Matthew. We're going to find out. Did he, did he did deviate from anything that he told the seer exactly? 
senior citizens today, they um, they was all over the place. They tired those day out today. But I, but I can say I know one thing. Whatever I did, that don't mean nothing. I do now. I'm gonna give it all I got. In the 16th chapter, thank you there, uh, young man. In the 16th chapter, hey, here I'm gonna tell. Now here comes Yahweh the Son. In 16 verse 27, let's see do we change anything he told the seer back there in second Ezra 9 verse 7. We're going to Matthew 16 verse number 27. Matthew 16 27. What's the hell? In the book of Matthew, looking at chapter 16, reading verse 27 says, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his minister spirits, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Now you see that? So we clear that when the Son of Man come back to the earth, he's going to judge every man and woman according to their works. So if you ain't got no work in, ain't got nothing coming. Mr. Preacher, you already turned your life over to save the devil. That good people in the Christian church to know that if you ain't got no work in, you're going to decide with your problem. And here's what that When the Son of Man comes with the glory of his mighty angels, of his father. He's going to give every man, every human being, their reward according to their work. So if you ain't got no work in, you ain't got no paycheck coming. So how long are you going to continue to let these Christian pastors, Islam and Judaism take your life? When I know some Christians mean good. They just don't know no better. But that's where you come in at. Those that monitor the broadcast, that's where you bring your loved ones to the table and show them that, listen, December 25th, it's got nothing to do with Santa Claus. It's got something to do with he saw his father taking over the city of Judah Benjamin Levi and Simeon, they kick it over in 145 B.C., December 25th. That's when they check it over. Yahweh let them continue to whoop Judah, Benjamin, and Levi for three years. And in 148 B.C., he stepped in the hand of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon to knock them out the box. And they said they're going to celebrate that from year to year to eternity. Then when Yahweh the Son came, but now when you read St. John 10, verse 22, 23, the Son kept a feast of dedication. What dedication? That was in the book of Matthew. So what are you doing on the 25th for eight days? He was not keeping Christmas. He was not keeping his birthday. He was keeping the old soul of Esau and his five sons that's written in Maccabee, 
the year of 145 B.C. Year of redeeming it and whooping them right, 148 B.C. Help yourself and help your loved ones. Stop watching your loved ones go out there and buy Christmas presents and get the kids all geeked up on what toy you want and dying watches and all that. That ain't got nothing to do with December 25th. That is a made-up song from Satan the devil that he got you spending that money. And then guess what he got written? Hey, yo, in Psalm 55, 1, 2, and 3, look what he got written in the Bible. Now, the angel came back to David again in Psalm 55, 1, 2, and 3. What do you say there, hey, yo, Mr. Tia? What do you say? In the book of Psalms, chapter 55, reading verses 1 to verse number 3, one says, Give ear to my prayer, O Yahweh, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Two. Hold that point. Hey, hold that point. I'm all over the place. Young lion say you're all over the place again. Make that Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3. Thank you. Thank you, young lion. I'm all over the place right now. See, more seniors, you can teach. You know, I, I teach about a class. You got some seniors, they got they bounce around like bouncing baby balls. They, they not a, they, they on it. They got their fasting going on now. They clearing their body out. They putting the king's meat down, and they say they got energy. They on, they can explain where all the good energy coming from now. They all over the place. When they, when they roll in on. Cops and everything now, they they sitting up now. They're looking at those seals. Got a lot of questions. Got a lot of Christianity questions. Huh? Those I thought gonna be laying in that bed for quite a long time, they don't start raising up by doing what? Change what they put in their mouth. Change how they think. See, y'all I can bless you. But you gotta change. You gotta get away from the king's meat. You leave King's meat for 90 days, you'd be surprised how your grandma will be if you leave King's meat alone for 90 days. So you open the door for us, she might open the door for you. So go ahead. Uh, Isaiah 55, 1, 2, 3, you know what it says. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, reading verses 1 to verse number 3, 1 says, Oh, every one that has thirsted, come ye to the waters, and he that has no money, come ye, buy and eat. Ye come by wine and milk without money and without price. Two, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Three, incline your ear and come on. Number three, incline your ear and come unto me. Here your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the mercies of David. See the man saying, he said, why do you keep filling your mind for that is not bread? See, you're tired all the time by trying to help the 
the minds of men, and the spirits of distraction, and the spirit of fornication, and the spirit of madness, and the spirit of insolence. And there were there the princes of vices. These I saw under the firmament of heaven. And again I looked back, and I saw ministering spirits without mercy, having no pity, whose countenance was full of madness, and their teeth sticking out beyond their mouth. Their eyes shone like the morning star of the east, and from the hairs of their heads sparks of fire went out, or from their mouth. And I asked the ministering spirit, saying, Sir, who are those? And the ministering spirit answered and said to me, These are those who are destined to the souls of the impious in the hour of need who did not believe that they had the Yahweh for their helper, nor hoped in him. Twelve. And I looked on high, and I saw other ministry spirits whose countenance shone as the sun, their lions girded with golden girdles, having palms in their hands, the sign of the Yahweh, clothed in garment, in which was written the name of the son of Yahweh, filled moreover with all meekness and pity. And I asked the minister spirit, saying, Who are these? Yahweh and so great beauty and pity. And the minister spirit answered and said to me, These are the ministering spirits of justice who are sent to lead up the souls of the just in the hour of need, who believe that they have the Yahweh for their helper. And I said to him, Do the just and the sinners necessarily meet witnesses when they have died? And the ministering spirit answered and said to me, There is one way by which all pass over to Yahweh, but the just having their helper with them are not confounded when they go to appear in the sight of the Yahweh. 13. And I said to the ministry spirit, I wish to see the souls of the just and the sinners going out of the world. And the ministry spirit answered and said to me, Look down upon the earth, and look down from heaven upon the earth, and saw the whole world, and it was nothing in my sight. And I saw the sons of men as though they were not, and they wanted. And I wondered and said to the to the ministering spirit, Is this the greatness of men? And the ministering spirit answered and said to me, It is. And these are they who do evil from morning to evening. And I looked and saw a great cloud of fire spread over the whole world. And I said to the ministry spirit, What is this, my Yahweh? And he said to me, This is injustice stirred up by the princes of sin. 14. I indeed, when I had heard this sigh and wept and said to the ministry spirit, I wish to see the souls of the just and of sinners and to see in what matter they go out of the body. And the ministry spirit answered and said to me, 
Look again upon the earth. And I looked and saw all of the world. All men were as not and a wanted. And I looked carefully and saw a certain man about to die. And the ministry spirit said to me, This one who you see is a just man. And I looked again, and I saw all his works, whatever he had done for the sake of Yahweh's name and all his desires. Both what he remembered and what he did not remember, they all stood in his sight in the hour of need. And I saw the just man advance and find refreshment and confidence. And before he went out of the world, the righteous and the impious ministry spirits both attended, and I saw them all. But the imperious found no place of habitation in him. But the righteous took possession of his soul, guiding it till it went out of the box, and they roused the soul, saying, So, know your body when you go out. For it is necessary that you should return to the same body on the day of the resurrection, that you may receive the things promised to all the just. Receiving, therefore, the soul from the body, they immediately kissed it, and familiarly known to them, saying to it, Do manfully, for you have done the will of Yahweh while placed in the earth. And there came to meet him, ministry spirit, who watched him every day, and said to him, Do manfully, soul, for I rejoice, I rejoice in you. Because you have done the will of Yahweh on earth. For I related to Yahweh all your works, such as they were. Similarly, also the Spirit proceeded to meet him and said, So, fear not, nor be disturbed, until you come into a place which you have never known. But I will be a helper unto you. For I found in you a place of refreshment in time when I dwelt in you. While I was on earth. And his spirit strengthened him. And the ministry spirit received him. And led him into heaven. And the ministry spirit said. Whether do you run. Also. And do you dare to enter into heaven. Wait and let us see. If there is anything of ours in you. And behold. We find nothing in you. I see also your divine helper and angel, ministry spirit, and the spirit is rejoicing along with you because you have done the will of Yahweh on earth, and they led him alone till he shall worship in the sight of the Yahweh. And when they had ceased immediately, Michael and all the army of the ministry spirits with one voice adored the footstool of his foot. And his doom, saying at one time to the soul, This is your Yahweh of all things, who made you in his own image and likeness. Moreover, the angel returns and points him out, saying, Yahweh, remember his labor, for this is the soul, whose works I related to you, doing according to your judgment. And the Spirit said likewise, I am the Spirit of verification inspiring him. For I have refreshment in him in the time when I dwelt in him, doing according to your judgment. And there came the voice of Yahweh and saying, 
And as much as this man did not vex me, neither will I vex him. For according as he had pity, I also will have pity. Let him therefore be handed over to Mike, the ministering spirit of the, of the covenant. And let him lead him into the paradise of joy. That he himself may over that he himself may become co heir with all the saints. And after these things I heard the voices of a thousand, thousand ministry spirits, and arch ministry spirits, and cherubim, and twenty four elders saying him and honoring the Yahweh and crying, You are just, O Yahweh. And just are your judges, and there is no acceptance of persons with you. But you reward unto every man according to your judgment. And the minister spirit answered and said to me, Have you believed and known that whatever each man of you has done, he sees in the hour of need? And I said, Yes, sir. Yes. Verse 15. Verse 15. And he says to me, look again down to earth and watch the soul of the emperor's man going out of the body, which vexed the Yahweh day and night, saying, I know nothing else in this world. I eat and drink and enjoy what is in this world. For who is there who has descended into hell? And ascending has declared to us that there is judgment there. And again, I looked carefully and saw all the scorn of the sinner and all that he did. And they stood together before him in the hour of need. And it was done to him in that hour in which he was threatened about his body at the judgment. And I said, it were better for him if he had not been born. And after these things, there came at the same time the righteous ministry spirit and the malign, and the soul of the sinner, and the righteous minister spirit did not find place in it. Moreover, the malign minister spirit cursed it, and when they had drawn it out of the body, the minister spirit admonished it a third time, saying, O wretched soul, look upon your flesh when you came out. For it is necessary that you should return to your flesh in the day of resurrection, and you may receive the due for your sins and your empathy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you see, after death, it ain't all it's all over for the man. The father's letting you know there's something else going on. We're gonna read we're gonna read verse 17, 18 by the young line, and we we're going to sit on the sidelines, and you think about this. You go, and you pay all that money for the criminal, and he tell you all that stuff he gave you. This is what Paul says in verse 17 18. What he says, Brother Makai Israel, Yahweh, be there, see right. Yahweh, bless you there. Fear Israel, of seed Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. We're going to the book of Vision of Paul. We'll read verse 17 and verse number 18. You ready to see all the 16? Okay. Huh? 
Okay, verse 17 reads, And again I saw, and behold, a soul which was led forth by two angels, ministering spirits, weeping and saying, Have pity on me, Judge Yahweh, Yahweh the Judge. For today is seven days since I went out of my body, and I was handed over to those, to these two angels, ministering spirits, and they led me through to those places which I had never seen. Yahweh, the just judge, said to him, What have you done? For you never did mercy. Wherefore you were handed over to such ministering spirits as have no mercy. Because you did not do upright, so neither did they put piously with you in the hour of your need. Confess therefore your sins which you commit when placed in the world. And he answered and said, Yahweh, I did not see it. And the Yahweh, the just Yahweh, was angered and fury when it said, I did not sin, because it lied. And Yahweh said, Do you think you are still in the world? If any one of you sinning there conceal and hide his sins from his neighbor, here indeed nothing whatever should be hid. For when the souls come to a door in sight of the throne, both the good works and the sins of each one are made manifest. In hearing these things, the soul was silent, having no answer. And I heard the Yahweh, Yahweh, the just, the just judge, Again saying, Come, ministry spirit of his soul, and stand in the midst. And the ministry spirit of the sinful soul came, having in his hands a manuscript, and said, These, Yahweh, in my hands are all the sins of this soul from his youth till today, from the tenth year of his birth, and if you command, Yahweh, I will also relate his acts from the beginning of his 15th year. And the Yahweh, Yahweh, the just judge, said, I say unto you, angel ministering spirit, I do not expect of you an account of him since he began to be 15 years old, but state his sins for five years before he died, before he came here. And again, Yahweh the just judge said, For by myself I swear, and by my righteous ministering spirits and my virtue, that if he had repented five years before he died, on account of one year's life, oblivion would not be thrown over all the evils which he sinned before. Oblivion would now be thrown over all the evils which he sinned before, and he would have indulgence and remission of sin. Now indeed he shall perish. And the angel of the sinful soul answered and said, Yahweh, command the angel to exhibit those souls. Verse 18. And in that same hour the souls were exhibited in the midst, and the soul of the sinner knew them. And Yahweh said to the soul of the sinner, I say unto you, soul, confess your work which you wrought in these souls. 
whom you see, when they were in the world. And he answered and said, Yahweh, it is not yet a full year since I slew this one and poured his blood upon the ground. And with another, a woman, I committed fornication. Not this alone, but I also greatly harmed her in taking away her goods. And the Yahweh, Yahweh, the just judge says, Either you did not know that he was, either you did not know that he who does violence to another, if he dies first, who suffers the violence, is kept in this place until the doer of hurt dies, and then both stand in the presence of the judge. And now each receives according to his deed. And I heard a voice of what said, let their soul be delivered. Let their soul be delivered into the hands of Tatatawusu, and led down the, to into hell. He shall lead him into the lower prison, and he shall be put in torment, and let there till the day, until the great day of judgment. And again, I heard a thousand thousand ministering spirits saying hymns to the Yahweh. And cry, you are just, O Yahweh, and just are your judgment. So you see, you see what really happens out there? If you, if you ain't just, you be in the hand of a, a big old mental spirit. You got plenty of those just like him called Top Top Jerusalem. He grabs hold to you, and he takes you down into where he wants you at, and he beats up on you. Real good until the day of judgment. So all that, getting all that peace and rest, that ain't going on. Paul was showing exactly what happens when you leave his body and you're not just. So I don't care how good grandma was, or grandma keep the law, statutes, and commandments. In one rule for grandma or two, even Uncle Buck. If they're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, you just read in the vision of Paul. Paul was shown exactly what happened to the body after death. So if you don't keep these law, statutes, and commandments, you're going to end up in the hands of Tartar Jerusalem until, and when the judgment comes, then you're going to die with the worms on it. But before you get to fire and the worms, you're going to be a body bag for them great big angels. And you can read more. Continue to read more, you hear more. But I'm going to stop it right here. And on that note, I'm going to turn to that young line up and come and teach you called Brother Makai Israel about that. Yahweh bless you there, see right. Yahweh bless you there, see Israel. Oh, see Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. You'll show that, young man. All right. We're going to keep the ball game going at the top part of the Saturday. Let the elder let you all know who I'll carry this broadcast at Pal Talk and Blog Talk Radio. But I'm going to add a little bit on to it and let you all know we do uh, carry our broadcast under the Facebook and at our YouTube page and also under our TikTok page. If you want to tune in and view us on our YouTube page, you can Type in those keys on that cell phone, that uh, television that you have over there, if it's a smart TV or your desktop laptop, type in uh, There Is Real Name under, for the Facebook page, 
and leave questions and comments at the bottom of the page as well. And we will get back with you if you have any questions. We also ask you all to tune in to our YouTube page at Voices of the True Israelites. Well, our YouTube page is B-O-T-T-Y Tribe Y-A-D-H. Once again, our YouTube page is, is our our YouTube page is B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H, and we do have our TikTok page up and running as well under B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. We ask you all to tune in to any one of those broadcasts that you love to listen to, and uh, we're going to keep the ball game rolling, and we'll go right to it. And we're going to go to Luke, chapter 12. Verse 12, by Sister Sarah Israel, and say, Yahweh, bless you there, Sister Sarah Israel. Yahweh, be with you. Makai Israel, see royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to go uh, to the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, and let's get a few of them in on this top part of the Sabbath day. Going to the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, read. Mm-hmm. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. And we believe that that voice of the true Israel life. And the ministering righteous spirit shall teach you in that very same hour what you ought to say. Well, we know we got uh, uh, the Sid been touching on all week about uh, what December 25th is really is about. And uh, we're going to add a little bit on to it and. We're going to touch some places up inside of our Bible and touch on a few things. It's the elder open the door, following the lead of the seer. And uh, we're going to touch on a few things right now. So let's go, Sister Sarah. Let's go read some in the book of John. Let's go read some in the book of John, St. John. And let's see what, uh, let me see what I want out of St. John. Let's go to St. John. And... Pick it up at chapter 10. Let's pick it up. Give me verse number 22 and verse. Give me verse 22. Going to the book of St. John, chapter 10, reading verse 22. Mm-hmm. Going to read. And it was at Yadah Judah, the Feast of Dedication. Mm-hmm. And it was winter. Oh, okay. So uh, we know the Tibet been going through the, uh, the lectures about Yahweh the son and the time he was born and uh, being wrapped up in a swad- uh, swaddling clothes and a major and things like that, that this couldn't have been done in December 25th, uh, or we call it the Feast of Dedication, which uh, what season that is, the Feast of Dedication is? Winter. So uh, this is a winter season. The Feast of Dedication is in the winter season. Now, what we want to do is we want to go inside of our Bible and uh, get a clear understanding. But who was that that was keeping a Feast of Dedication that you can read? Uh, read verse 23. Let's put a name on who was going to keep the Feast of Dedication. 23. And Yahweh the Son walked in the temple mm-hmm. in Solomon's porch. Oh, so he walked in the where? In the temple. And what are you going to the temple to do? He was going into the temple to celebrate the Feast of Dedication. That's right. And what season it was? Winter. So for all, everyone that says, hey, 
we don't have to keep the feast of dedication. Um, but it was something that was said, Sister Sarah Israel, in the book of Peter. Is that what I want? Make that, uh, try First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. Give me verse 21. Give me 20 and 21. Go to First Peter. Let's take a peek over there at that First Peter. If it's not First Peter chapter 2, make that Second Peter. Well, we're going to try First Peter chapter 2. And give me, uh, give me 20 and 22. Matter of fact, yeah, 20 down to 22. 20 down to 22. Make that 20 down to 22. Because Yahweh the Son went inside of the temple on the Feast of Dedication in the wintertime, and he was in the land of Yadah Judah. So what what, what, we, what can we read? What did he say in the book of First uh, Peter, chapter 2, verse 20 down to verse 22? What did he read? Book of First Peter, chapter 2. Reading 20 down to 22. 20 reads, For what honor is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, mm-hmm. you should take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with Yahweh. 21. For even hereunto were you called, mm-hmm. because Yahweh also suffer for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Mm-hmm. 22, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So he, he didn't do no sin, but what did he say in that verse above that, that last verse? What did he say we got to do? Follow the steps of Yahweh the Son. So that means if we got to follow the steps of Yahweh the Son, and he took some steps and, and walked inside of that temple on a feast of dedication uh, in the wintertime, that means we should be following his steps and walking inside of the temple on a feast of dedication in the wintertime like he had done. So he, so let's follow his steps, but let's put a timeline. Let's see, can we put a timeline on this uh, feast of dedication, Sister Sarah? Um, work with me. Let's go to First Maccabees chapter four, and let's pick it up at verse number forty-six first. Going to the book of First Maccabees chapter four, verse fifty-six. Uh, first forty-six. We will read forty-six down to verse fifty-one to get warmed up. Matter of fact, we're gonna read all the way down to fifty-two because we want to get the date. Well, just read the 54. We're just going to get a good reading out of it, and then we'll talk a little bit behind it, because we're going to stay in this, in this chapter anyway for a little second. Going to the book of First Maccabees, chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Reading verse 46 through 54. Mm-hmm. But read, give me verse 25 before you go there. Book of First Maccabees, chapter 4, reading verse 25. 46 through 54. That's right. Verse 25 reads, Thus Israel had a great deliverance that day. That day. So this day we're about to read about, Israel had a great deliverance. And you know, nobody talk about this great deliverance that we had when we got our shot in and had a great deliverance. Uh, All we hear about is gloom and everything we done went through and everybody else, how they beat us up. 
and how, how much we got whipped on our back and everything else. But we never talk about our history, how we had a great deliverance. So let's go now read in verse 46, and let's find out what's going on. 46. And laid up the stones in the mountain mm-hmm. of the temple in the covenant place, in the convenient place, mm-hmm. until there should come a seer mm-hmm. to show what should be done with them. So that means a seer got to come and show what should be done, and that's that's the shit job. You see how they waited on the seer to come and show them what should be done. So even in Maccabees, the seer had a job to do. But what what he had to say what in verse 47? 47. Then they took whole stones according to the law mm-hmm. and built a new altar according to the former. 48. And made up the sanctuary, the temple, and the things that were within the temple, and hollowed the court. You know what, Sister Sarah, before, before we keep going on, let me take a peek over here some at all. See what I want out of this. Give me uh first. Let's go to first. Uh, let's go to first Ezra chapter. Give me five verse number forty. Going to the book of first Ezra chapter five. Read in verse forty. Mm-hmm. And that part right you'll see right there. Uh, you'll see a part right there. I'm a gum work, but you're going to read it. Verse 40 reads, For unto them said Nehemiah and Atharius that they should not be partakers. Mm-hmm. Remember, we just got done reading. Who's going to show them the um, they come? They still got to come and show them what um, they should do, right? Uh, read, I read verse 40 and pay attention very carefully. 40. For unto them, said Nehemiah and Atharius, that they should not be partakers of the righteous things. Mm-hmm. So there arose of mm-hmm. a high fear clothed mm-hmm. with doctrine and truth. Mm-hmm. So a going to, until there come a seer to show everybody the lick. That right there, he was referring to the seer, going to be the one that's got to come and show you, that's going to be clothed, and he got to show you doctrine, which is to give you the right teaching and the truth. So that's what they was waiting on right there, for the seer to come and show them the right teaching and the truth about what they have to do, even when they come down building and getting the stones and everything else together. Had to wait on the order of things. Now let's go back and pick it up at verse 47 in 1 Maccabees chapter 4, verse 47. 47. Then they took whole stones according to the law mm-hmm. and built a new altar according to the former. So they had to do this thing according to the law. That was the order. So when the seer came around, he had to come and show them the law, how to put the stones back together according to the law, and how to make sure the altar and everything was set up in order. So the seer had to go over there go over the book with them. Continue to read. Forty-eight, and made up the temple. Made up the temple. And the things that were within the temple, mm-hmm. and how was the court. That's right. Forty-nine, they made also new righteous vessels. 
Mm-hmm. And into the temple they brought the candlestick. That's right. And the altar of the burnt offering. And of incense. Mm-hmm. And the table. Fifty. And upon the altar they burnt incense. That's right. And the left that were upon the candlestick were they lit. They lighted. They light, that's right. That they might be that they might give light in the temple. Mm-hmm. Fifty one. Furthermore, they set the loaves upon the table and spread out the veil and finished all the work which they had begun to make. Now, now today they'll tell you that they got Hanukkah. They tell you they got Christmas. Some people say, oh, we keep Hanukkah for seven days. We don't do Christmas. Well, this, this right here is a dedication. It's not the Hanukkah. This is dedication we're about to learn about, where they try to rewrite the story of Hanukkah, uh, rewrite the story of dedication and give you Hanukkah. They try to rewrite the story of uh, uh, dedication, the piece of dedication and give you Christmas. But what happened on verse, 50, verse 52? First Maccabees chapter 4, verse 52. Let's read it. 52. Now on the 5 and 20th day, Make that 25th day. That's right. Of the ninth month. What month is this? Of the ninth month. Uh huh. Which is called the month of Castle. That's month right. Month of December. Uh huh. Now we go. We go get it all that. Just put Castle right there. That's fine. We go read the way it is for now. Mhm. But you're on point. In the hundred forty and eighth year. Mhm. They rose up betimes in the morning. So this is the twenty fifth day of the month of Castle, right? On. On the month of Castle on December 25th, and what year was that? What did it say the year was? In the 148th year. Okay, so this is 148 BC. This is 148 BC, but let's pick it up at now. Let's go look at your calendar. Let's look at your calendar, your Shemitic calendar, but they have Hebrew there. And let's look at the and let's see the money castle. What day that what what is equivalent to in today's time that man used, which is the ninth month. Our ninth month is considered man today. What month? Our ninth month. Mhm. Our ninth month is called what? September. Oh, I I I mean then I mean our ninth month. See, I'm talking about our ninth month. I'm talking about. The 12 tribes of Israel ninth month is called what? Our ninth month is December. But what the paper says? Castle. Right. Castle is the ninth is the ninth month of Castle is the ninth month of our time. Today is called what? September. Look at your paper. What's the twelfth month? What's I mean? What's the ninth month? Our ninth month is what? December. Right. No, our ninth month, the children of Israel ninth month is Castle. Mm-hmm. Today is called what? In today, in that time, December. which which would be their twelfth month. It's that twelfth month. Our ninth month is Castle. But today's time they call it the twelfth month, which is the month of December. So on December 25th, what are we keeping? We're keeping a piece of dedication. This is where all this comes from. 
This is where everything comes from. This is the foundation of December 25th, which is what Esau and his five sons came up with uh, for their name, December. But we know ours is the ninth month. This is the ninth month for the 12 tribes of Israel, which is the Feast of Dedication. Let's put a name on it in verse number, uh, pick it up at verse 53. 53, an offering sacrifice according to the law upon the new altar of burnt offering, which they had made. 54, look at what time and what day the heathen, the mm-hmm. other nations, had profaned it. Mm-hmm. Even in that was it dedicated with stones and children mm-hmm. and harps and cymbals. Mm-hmm. Hold on, but, 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 what, 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 how, now let's look at this very carefully again. Verse 54, read it again. 54. Look at what time and what day the heathen, the other nations, have. This time we was at war with, uh, let's go back and read verse number one. Let's see what heathens he's talking about because these, these heathens, in verse one, let's see, let's put a name on these heathens in verse one. I mean, chapter one, verse one.
the land of Chittim. Great. That was excellent. Now, we know that he came out of the land of uh, Chittim or Ketum. Now, there was something that happened. Let me see. Can I pull this out? Let's see. Can we go to our book of Jasher? Let me see. Can I find this? Uh, who went on over there in this land of Chittim or Ketum? See, can we pull this out? Let's go to the uh, to the book of Jasher, Sister Sarah. Let's go to chapter 63. And pick it up at verse number... It's going to be a pretty much a long read. I'm going to get right to the point. When he took over. Let's go. Let's pick it up at verse number 10. Book of Jasher, chapter 63, verse 10 reads, At that time, all the troops of Angeas, king of Africa, went forth to spread alone the land of Shittim, as usual for plunder. 11. Zephyrah, the son of Eliphaz. Drop down, read verse 13. 13. And Angeus heard of this which Jephro, the son of Eliphaz, had done to all his troops, that he had destroyed them, and Angeus assembled all his troops, all the men of the land of Africa, mm-hmm. a people numerous like the sand by the seashore. Mm-hmm. 14. And Angeus sent to Lucas, his brother, saying, Come to me with all thy men. And help me to smite Zephro and all the children of Chittim, whom have destroyed my men. And Lucas came with his whole army, a great force. Give me now. Give me verse nineteen, and then nineteen to bring it on home. Nineteen, and the children of Esau sent a letter to the children of Chittim mm-hmm. and to Zephro, their king. Saying, now who was the, who was Chittim's king? Who was Kittim's king? Alexander. That ain't what you're reading right now. Well, ah, who was Kittim's king right there? What you reading? In verse 19. Read it out one more time. Start at the top. Zephro. Zephro. Read at the top for the national so they can hear it all the way, come all the way through. Because remember, 19. we got we got in Maccabees chapter 1, verse 1, the king was uh, Alexander. Alexander the Great. But now we better find out when we go back and read our book of Jasher, chapter uh, 53, verse 19, who we say the king is? 19 reads, And the children of Esau mm-hmm. sent a letter to the children of Chittim mm-hmm. and to Zephro, mm-hmm. their king. Who, now, Zephro, at that time, Zephro was the king of Chittim. So now we got to go back and find out who his Zepho is and who his Kittim is. Now we have to go back and find out who his Zepho is and who his Kittim. Now we got to go back to our book of Genesis, and let's go back to the beginning of Genesis chapter 10. Let's start there, Sister Sarah, because all this got to come out so we can know who was in position of power during these times. See, everybody goes, we got the other cats go teach that Kittim is, is a white man, white woman, in that time, 
they go teach that Kittim was the white man, white woman, not understanding that something happened in recorded history when you go to Book of Joshua and you find out who took world power. There was somebody that pushed somebody out. So let's go find out first in Genesis chapter 10, and let's find out who is Kittim by reading Genesis chapter 10. And we're going to pick it up at verse, give me verse number 2. And then jump down, read me verse number 4. Going to the book of Genesis, reading chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Reading verse 1, two, yeah, 2, yes, ma'am, and, and verse four. 4. That's right. Verse 2 reads, the son of Japheth. The son of Japheth. Gomer. Gomer. And Magog. And Magog. And Madai. That's right. And Javan. Mm-hmm. And Tubal. Mm-hmm. And Mishai. Okay. And Tyrus. All right. Verse 4. 4. And the sons of Javan. So this is the son of Javan, which is the 1, 2, 3, the 4th son of Japheth. Elisha. Uh-huh. And Tyrus. Uh-huh. Kittim. Who? Kittim. Who? Kittim. All right. Stop right there. Who was the king in the land of, in the, in the book of Jasher, who was the king of Kittim? Zephro. Zephro. Zephro, that's right. And in the book of First Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 1, who was the king of Kittim? Alexander. Hallelujah. Now let's go find out who is Zepho. Let's go, let's go to Genesis chapter 36. Right. And let's pick it up at uh, verse number 8. Hey. We're going to Genesis hey. chapter 36. Yeah, we got to tie right down for the call it all out. We got Genesis chapter 36, and we want verse number 10 and 11. Going to the book of Genesis, chapter 36, mm-hmm. reading verse 10 and verse 11. Mm-hmm. Book of Genesis, chapter 36, reading verse 10 and 11. 36 read. I mean, 10 read. Yes, ma'am. These are the names of Esau's sons. Mm-hmm. Eliphaz, the son of Ada. Uh-huh. The wife of Esau. Raul, the son of Bashima. The wife of Esau. Eleven. And the sons of Eliphaz were Timon, mm-hmm. Omar, Zephro. Stop right there. Who? Zephro. Who? Zephro. And who his father was? Eliphaz. And who Eliphaz's father was? Esau. Esau. Uh, so now we know that Zepho went and took over what land? What land did Zepho take over in the book of Jasher, chapter 63, verse number 19? He was the king of who? Chittim. All right. So by him being the king of Chittim, that means he went and became the king of Japhetic, them lineage. Right. So he put in up eventually pushing them out the way. And his seed them end up being in that place. Mm-hmm. So now we get all the way over to Maccabees, and now we got we got the king of Kittim, which is Alexander the Great, which is one of the sons of Esau and his five sons. So now we know that the heathen that we was reading about was Esau and his five sons. When we go all the way back to the book of Maccabees, we're going to pick it back up in chapter 4, and let's put that name down there now. 
and verse number 54, and let's get the name of this uh, date that's getting ready to come up too, Sister Seven, for time's sake. Let's go ahead and pull that out. That means, that, that means uh, Alexander, that's his uncle. Jeppo is his uncle. Jeppo is his uncle. That's right. Pull up, my uncle. Yeah, we're going to 1 Maccabees. Going back to 1 Maccabees, chapter 4, verse number 54. Yeah, they stole, they hijacked, they hijacked their identity. That's one thing they had done. So that's why the other camps. Uh, uh, don't see, I haven't understood that. Right. There's been some hijacking going on over the course of time. Definitely about each of these five sons. They say they you. That's right. They, they say they, they say they, uh, uh, they say they Japhetic people. Mm-hmm. They even ran over there and they'll tell you they Asian. They yeah. say we Asian and we Moab. They would be everybody under the sun but who they really are. Gotcha. Until you run across the other and say, yeah, we are Esau. I ain't got no problem saying they're going to go back and say we white and European and everything else, too. But uh, let's go to back to First Maccabees chapter 4, verse number 54. 1 Maccabees chapter 4, verse 54 reads, Look at what time and what day the other nations have profaned it. But what nation this was? That we just, this is the reason why we went here. Who was this one that had profaned it? And his five sons, which was which was verse one, chapter one, verse one, let you know that it was Alexander, which they call Alexander the Great, but Alexander the son of Philip, the uh, Macedonian. Macedonian. They stole that name from them too. They came out. He came out of the lineage of Esau and his five sons. Remember, they, they was always sitting over there in the land when they went over there way back in the book of Jasher. That's right. And remember, they were sitting at the king then over there. So now let's go get put a name of this day that's getting ready to come up. Let's go back to First Maccabees chapter 4, verse number 54. 54. Look at what time and what day the heathen, son of Esau, that's right. had profaned it. Even in that was it dedicated with songs and children and hearts and symbols. So it was what? It was, he said it was dedicated. That means this day was dedicated and we had some singing going on, yes. some music going on, mm-hmm. and we was doing our thing because this day was dedicated. Remember, we talking about the Feast of Dedication. That's right. Verse 55. Verse 55. Then all the people fell upon their faces, worshiping and praising the Yahweh of heaven, mm-hmm. who had given them good success. Who gave them good success? Yahweh. So Yahweh gave them good success. What Yahweh are he, he talking about? We know Yahweh the Father hand all in his lick, but remember, Yahweh the Son went to kept the feast of dedication, right? right. So let's, let me see if we pull something out. Let's go on. Uh, and find out what he said in the book of, uh, let's go to St. John. Let's go to St. John, uh, Sister Sarah. And let's go pick it up at chapter, what I want, chapter 5. And give me verse number 40. Give me verse. He said something that I want to, I want to read in 40. Now, pick it up at verse 30, uh, 37. 
39. Then I want you to jump down and give me verse 46 and 47. Going to the book of St. John, chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Reading verse 37, 39, 46, and 47. Mm-hmm. 37 reads, And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, so nor have, seen. So, so you haven't heard the Father's voice at any time. That's right. And what? Nor seen his shape. Uh huh. You have, so you haven't heard the Father's voice any time, nor seen his shape. Thirty nine. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they which testify of me. So, so he said, you search the scriptures, and you think you got eternal life, but these scriptures testify of me. Because I was the one way back then, then that you were sitting down and you was doing some praising to. Right. I was the one way back then when I, when I had said that uh, the Israel had a great deliverance. Mm-hmm. That day, I was the one that gave you that deliverance. That's right. So uh, when you search these scriptures, what did he say in verse uh, 46 and 47? 46. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. Mm-hmm. For he wrote of me. So uh, continue to read. 47. But if you believe not his writing. Now if you believe that I was the one that had my hand in that piece of dedication, I came down here and did and did my thing and had to keep it too. What do you say? How shall you believe my word? That means you don't believe the word. You don't believe that I told you to follow after my steps and go ahead and keep that piece of dedication. You don't, you don't believe my words. So you don't believe I was the one back there that, and, and, and did all the fighting for them, huh? Now, let's go um, let's go to uh, the book of Hebrews. Let's pick it up at chapter 1, verse number 1 and verse number 2. Book of Hebrews, chapter 1, reading verse 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Verse 1 reads, Yahweh, who at sundry times, mm-hmm. and in divers manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the seers. Mm-hmm. Two, have in these last days spoken unto us by his son, mm-hmm. whom he hath appointed heir of all things. That's right. By whom also he made the world. These Ephesians 3.9. So Yahweh the Son, he's the one that created the world. So this is the one that created the world, came down here and said, hey, listen here, I'm going to keep this feast of dedication. But I'm the one that was over there uh, that made sure we got that final blow put together. I'm the one you were sitting down praising and worship giving thanks to because I put that lick together according to Yahweh the Father gave me to take care of this business. That's right. So what he had to say in Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 9. Going to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse number 9. Mm-hmm. Going over to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 9. Book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 9, read. What it read? And 
and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, mm-hmm. which from the beginning of the world have been hidden, which from the beginning of the world have been, been hidden in Yahweh, who created all things by Yahweh the Son. So that, now, now that Yahweh the Father, who has said he created what? All things by Yahweh the Son. So Yahweh the Son did all the creation, and, and all things was done by Yahweh the Son. That's right. Verse 1. Mm-hmm. Book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 1 reads, The revelation of Yahweh the Son, which Yahweh gave unto him, to show unto his servants things that must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his ministering spirit unto his servant, John, the seer. That's right. So it came down to John. And after, uh, but before John reached the lick, you remember the order of things that Yahweh the Son received the revelation. And it was given to him by the Father. Then he had that thing down to his servants. And, and the servants, where the servants which was, uh, came from the angels to get to the servants, the seers. But it was also something that was said in Revelation chapter 5. What did he have in him? Let's go to Revelation chapter 5, pick it up at verse number 1, down to verse number. Let's pick it up all the way down. Let's read down. Let's read until we get to our point. Pick it up at verse number 1. We're going to make a good meal out of it. Because we want to clarify something here for all those who are not understanding that this was Yahweh the Son back there doing the lick. So, and remember... They fell on their faces worshiping, praising Yahweh of heaven. Mm-hmm. But let's see what he has to say uh, in Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. And we're going to read that until we get to our point. Going to the book of Revelation, chapter 5, verse 1 reads. Yeah, because remember, the Father gave the Son some of Revelation. What was it that he had in him? And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written within, and on the back side sealed with seven seals. So he said, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne. It was a book written, right? Okay. Verse number two. He said, verse two, what did he say? Two. And I saw a strong ministry spirit proclaiming with a loud voice, was worthy to open the book. So he telling him, who is worthy to open the book? That means it's only one that was worthy to open the book. Uh-huh, continue to read. And to lose the seals thereof. Uh-huh, verse 3. 3. And no man in heaven, nor in earth. So there's no one in heaven. And there's no one in earth. Uh-huh. Neither under the earth. That's right. You go find him under the rocks. Was able to open the book. No one can open this book. Neither to look thereon. You can't even take a peek up in there. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, Mm -hmm. neither to look thereon. Five. Five. And one of the elders said unto me, And one of the the elders said unto him, Weep not. Don't weep. Behold, the the lion of the tribe of Judah, Mm -hmm. the root of David, Mm -hmm. have prevailed Mm -hmm. to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. Mm -hmm. Six. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, another four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb. Mm-hmm. And they have been slain, 
having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of Yahweh. So that means that means the Lamb was uh, 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 able to open up the book, hey? Eh? So let's find out. Let's put a name on the Lamb. Let's put a name on the Lamb. Let's go to St. John. Let's put a name on the Lamb. Let's go to the book of St. John, and we're going to pick it up at uh, chapter 2, verse 30. Matter of fact, let's make that... Uh, Let's make that Matthew. Take a peep over here. This St. John I want. Go to St. John. Yeah, let's make that St. John chapter 2. I was in the right spot. Let's make that St. John chapter 2. And let's pick it up at verse number 29. Then drop down and give me verse number... Yeah, give me verse 29 right now. I, found, I can't find my spot. Give me verse 29 right now. Going to the book of St. John, chapter 2, reading verse 29. 29 read. You want 29, 30? Uh, it's 29 right now. 29 read. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom will stand and hear him. Rejoice greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. It's St. John chapter uh, 2. My fault. Make that chapter 1. St. Oh, John chapter wrong, 1. I'm in the wrong one. Yeah, but uh, chapter 1. Make that chapter 1, verse uh, 29 and verse number 36. Going to the book of St. John chapter 1, reading 29 and 36. Mm-hmm. 29 reads, The next day... John the Seer saw... No, just John. Just, 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 that's just John. John saw Yahweh the Son coming unto him mm-hmm. and said, Behold, the Lamb of Yahweh, which takes away the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. So who was the Lamb? The Lamb of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Continue to read. 36. And looking upon Yahweh the Son as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So in verse 29, who he called was the Lamb. Who he seen coming? Read it again Yachua from the top. Yahweh the Son. Right, right. right. So Yahweh the Son, he seen coming. And what did he call him? The Lamb of Yahweh. Which Yahweh? Yahweh the Father. That's right. Now, now, you drop back down, read verse number 36. Verse 36, read. And looking upon Yahweh the Son, as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of Yahweh. So who? The Father. That's right. So we got Yahweh the Son, we got Yahweh the Father, and we know Yahweh the Son is the Lamb of Yahweh the Father. So we just wanted to let it be known that the one that's able to open up the book was the Lamb, which is Yahweh the Son. So Yahweh the Son was the one that put the whole lick together. So when he became the one, he said, hey, according to this book that I opened up, I got to come and save you children of Israel. There's going to be a time that's going to come where y'all will have to bust some heads, and I got to make sure you all have a great deliverance on that day. So he knew all this was going to take place because he was reading in the book. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to that book of uh, First Maccabees. 